Welcome and thank you for listening to PIM's podcast. Everyone is a property expert and I think we can all relate to that. Our friends in the city, family, during birthday parties and weddings, as soon as the subject of property comes to the table, no one hesitates to participate and share their opinions and thoughts about the current property market. I've been working as an estate agent for the last 20 years and Sometimes you come across situations and scenarios that you just have to share with people like yourself. Just because they carry value and they very educational and that makes that, that very difficult decision of whether to buy, to sell or to move home maybe that little bit easier. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. Um, to share a story with you which is based on true events. I mean, opportunities are often just upon us, but before you know, it becomes like I could have and I should have. This will take you back uh, 20 years when I started uh, in real estate in South Kensington with a company called Foxons. And one day I had a gentleman walking into uh, the front office uh, called James. James was a really nice guy uh, and he said, Pim, I am currently uh, renting um, on Queensgate. He had a beautiful two-bedroom apartment, 950 square foot, first floor, which is a premium floor, high ceilings. And I even remember his rent. He was paying about £1,800 per calendar month. I sat down with James and I said, James, what, what's important to you? What is important about your next move? And um, what is what is your property criteria, really? And he was describing his ideal flat um, and I was dotting down uh, the bullet points and I came to the conclusion that he really was looking to buy his own flat um, or something at least identical to his current flat so I said to him I said listen have you ever considered buying your current property he said yeah that would be absolutely ideal he said but I don't know whether my landlord is actually happy to sell I said well you know what I know your landlord uh, who was an overseas property investor who occasionally was quite happy to offload certain properties within his portfolio um, to free up new opportunities. And that's exactly what I did. So I contacted James's landlord and I explained the situation and um, I contacted James back a day later and I said, James, I said, I have some really good news for you. He said, what is it? He said, well, your landlord is quite happy to sell your apartment to you. And, um, and he said, oh, that, that sounds really amazing. He said, how much does he want for the flat? I said, well, I think we can do a deal around 500,000 pounds, which I think for 950 square foot on a first floor high ceilings on Queensgate is a very, very good deal. If I were you, I would jump on this opportunity immediately. He said, well, let me discuss it and I will get back to you as soon as possible. I said, well, that sounds like a plan. Two days later, I got a phone call from James and James said, well, Pim, I would like to let you know that I decided against buying the apartment. I said, well, why is that, James? He said, well, I've spoken to my great friend, um, Jason, who works for JP Morgan and he is a clever cookie he has been working in financial markets many many years and he said 
James, I, I think that we are at the peak of the market right now. And I think that there will be some great opportunities in the nearby future at reduced prices. So if I were you, I would just hold off for now. And James said, that's exactly what I've decided to do. So I have decided with my girlfriend that we continue to rent this apartment for the foreseeable future. I said, well, James, I said, I can only respect your decision. If there's anything I can do for you, you know where to find me. Um, and um, yeah, the best of the best of luck. And, you know, 2004, five, six, they were very good times in, in estate agency world, um, especially in prime central London, South Kensington, bankers bonuses, uh, South Kensington been very popular uh, among French people because of the French lycée and and Italians so I kind of forgotten about James he was more uh, uh, a gentleman from the past or a potential buyer from from back then until 2008 when I was walking down the streets of Palace Gate and all of a sudden I look at this person I think I, I recognize him but I couldn't really I really you know I couldn't put the dots together and then uh, James approached me and he said, hi, Pim, do you remember me? And I said, oh, gosh, yeah, of course, James, how are you? So it's been five years. And uh, he said, yeah, I'm well. Um, obviously, well aware that we, 2008, we were facing a global credit crunch. So I was, um, I was, I was a bit careful uh, on my, you know, on my questioning. And I said, how's life? How's work? How's the family? He said, yeah, family is really good. He said, I'm a married man now. I have one daughter. I'm still renting on Queensgate. Um, he said, I I wanted to buy the property uh, when my landlord raised my rent to £2,500 per calendar month. And, you know, with the world being on fire and all the things that are happening around us, I thought, well, I give him a, a cheeky offer of, of £650, uh, which he rejected straight away. Uh, and he said he wanted now a staggering £900,000 for this apartment. So I left it there and I would revisit potentially uh, the idea of, of buying the apartment as I'm convinced that we're going to get some really good deals coming up very soon. Um, I actually expect a, a, a property crash um, with, with, with all this uncertainty around us. I said, well, James, I... I have to be honest with you, I, I actually think at £900,000 for a first floor Queensgate on a long lease is is a pretty good deal. I mean, 950 square foot for 900 grand. We were achieving £1,000 per square foot uh, in 2006 on second and third floors, not a premium floor like a first floor, which was easily achieving eleven to £1,200 a square foot back then. But I respected, again, his decision and I said, listen, if there is a cracking deal coming to market, uh, I will give you a call and um, say hi to the family and um, let's stay in touch. Well, in 2009, I uh, resigned from Foxton's and started up my own business um, in, in, in real estate, um, now active in the Wimbledon and Putney area on the Pim and Partners. Um, believe it or not, Last week in the supermarket here in Putney, who do I stand next to in the aisle? James. 
And we look at each other and we were smiling. And I said, James, how are you? He said, yeah, very good. I said, are you lost? What were you doing here? He said, no, I live here now. I, uh, I have two kids. I, I, I live here with my wife. And um, I am renting a, a lovely terraced house on Childfield Avenue. I said, oh, great. I said, do you like it, side of the river? He said, I love it. So I'm actually looking to buy here. I said, what, what happened with that apartment in Queensgate um, at the end? He said, well, I tell you, he said, five years ago, um, the landlord served notice and, um, and decided to use the apartment as a, as a pierre de terre for himself uh, and carried out some work um, prior to actually selling it. He, he must have spent £100,000 on the flat. But, you know, he sold the property for a staggering 1.55 million, Pim. I said, wow. I said, that's quite an uplift. He said, yeah. He said, and that's way out of my budget anyway. So I'm quite happy here in Putney and I'm, I'm looking to buy now, actually. He said, I, I, I really expect some, some really cracking deals, you know, taking in consideration uh, the cost of living, uh, the rising interest rates, uh, energy prices, etc., etc. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Haven't we heard this all before? Anyway, I said to James, I said, listen, um, if you still have the same number, which he had, I said, then, well, let's stay in touch. And if the right thing comes along, I, 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 I give you a phone call. He said, perfect. I said, well, all the best. And um, I said, who knows, since you now... Uh, a local I said we might bump into each other very soon again and we shook hands and we, we parted ways but on my way back I I sat in the bus and I was just shaking my head and as soon as I came home I took a notepad and a calculator and I was just realizing uh, James is turning 60 shortly I mean when I met him he was 40 years of age and I was just running a couple of, of numbers and I I realized that James paid, since I met him, almost £600,000 in rent. Not only that, he also lost out on £950,000 in capital appreciation. Realizing that this would be his first and primary residence, there would have been no capital gain tax on that money. The moral of the story is, and this is really why I'm sharing this story, is that I meet on a daily basis, people like James, well-educated people with great careers, just, just genuine good people who give me a similar story as they read the papers, they listen to the news, they've been discussing property matters with family and friends, just convincing them not to get involved with a particular property. And instead of me trying to convince potential buyers otherwise, I decided to share James's story, of which surname I leave for obvious reasons out. Now, I don't have a glass bowl and I can't predict the future, but the best way to go about this is to look at historical facts. If you look at the last 23 years, house prices have gone up on average by 239%. To meet the current demand for housing in London, we need to deliver 55,000 new homes every single year, but we're currently delivering less than a 40,000. Demand and supply are pushing prices. 
And you can say, Pim, well, this is all nice and well, but I can't afford to live in London at these current property prices and interest rates. And I would say, well, that's fair enough. I sympathize with that, but you need to live somewhere. So you are most likely to look somewhere around the suburbs. If demand for property goes up in and around the suburbs, so will their property prices. We should remember that London attracts global healthy economies. And we should really stop measuring house prices against our own domestic economic climate, as the majority of London buyers are foreigners with foreign funds. Although the above are no guarantee for the future, I like to take the example of a betting company. They heavily involve past statistics on their current odds. Why? They want to maximize profits. My message to you is please do yourself a favor and don't be a James. Thank you for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe.